I got to tell you, they do a great job, don't they? I mean, you think about it, there's no drop-offs. It's Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. It's always good. They lead us into the presence of the Lord. Amen? We are a blessed, blessed church. At least the front section believes that. Thank you, guys. We are. We are extremely blessed. I can tell you uh, that uh, it's been a, a wonderful week uh, in, our, in our home. Uh, Kelly and I, of course, uh, yesterday celebrated uh, 26 years of marriage and so I want to say thank you. Uh, yeah. I know that that applause is for her, so she appreciates that greatly. And so thank you for all the wonderful remarks. Uh, social media it just makes it very convenient for you to express, uh, express your uh, loving uh, words to one another. So thank you for all the remarks uh, through social media, 26 years. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for... Uh, all of the uh, wonderful remarks and, and recognizing my growth uh, throughout the years. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but many of you said that, man, Tim, you are uh, an extremely, extremely blessed man. And so uh, I know that uh, I, I hear you. I know what you're, you're, you're saying. I can, I can tell you that uh, uh, I have recently been uh, diagnosed with uh, a CP syndrome, and so uh, I'm all about clean plate syndrome, so there's not a plate that passes before me that is not cleaned up. So thank you to a wonderful wife that knows how to cook. I'm, I am a blessed man. So it's been a, been a, been a good, good, good week uh, for us. Um, uh, if you have your Bibles, open up to 2 Timothy uh, in the New, New Testament, 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, and we're going to read verses 1 through 8. The title of the message tonight is Finishers. And if you allow me to have some flexibility, um, in this passage of Scripture, uh, Paul is uh, really ch giving a charge to Timothy. Uh, but if you allow me, I I'd like to kind of say, okay, let's, let's look at this passage of Scripture corporately. Uh, what can we take from this passage of Scripture and say, yes, although it is Paul speaking into the life of Timothy, uh, I believe that there uh, are principles, there are truths uh, throughout uh, God's Word that we can all adhere to. Amen? Uh, so let's begin reading 2 Timothy chapter 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead? And in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths and I love this, this section of our scripture tonight and re really where I want to kind of camp at. It says, but you, but you keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And I love this part, and I know that you do too. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Amen? 
Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, just a wonderful night. And God, we have already experienced your presence with just, man, just so uh, moving music and worship and songs that have been sung and prayers that have already been lifted. God, we are honoring you. I pray now that you would open our hearts and our minds to receive uh, to receive your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The title, Finishers. Um, I know that there are, there are things that we all um, kind of experience in life to where we may start something, start a project, uh, but then we kind of put that project or that task on the back burner for whatever reason, and we never really pick it up again. Uh, every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday when we come together, there's always a starting point for someone that's in the house that says that I accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. That prayer is said, is lifted up, whether it be here with us physically or someone that may be watching online that says, I accept Jesus Christ. It is a new beginning. It is a start for that individual but how many of you know that there is a journey that then begins, that takes place for all of us as we begin to work out our faith, as we begin to do life as a follower of Christ? And then there comes that moment that when we, we finish the race, but it's in between the start and then we become, say, we're finishers. How many of you know and agree with me tonight that God didn't, did not call us to simply be starters but he said, man, I want you to be finishers. And that's, that's the idea that, that Paul is speaking to Timothy. He said, listen, I have, I have fought the good fight. I have run the race. I have kept the faith. And he's looking to Timothy and saying, I'm charging you, just as we're reading the passage tonight, to say that we've all had a beginning. We've all had a starting point as far as being followers of Christ but then there is the task for us to continue to move forward, to finish and make sure that we're in the fight as well. We can start anything, but it's the finishing that can be the challenge. We've all made the commitment to follow Christ, but what happens when things get sideways? And how many of you know that it can happen just that quickly? that things begin to turn, things begin to shift, and things are now out of control. And Paul's life was an example of this. Paul's life was just one hardship after the next. Paul knew what it meant to be beaten. Paul knew what it meant to be hungry. Paul knew what it meant to face great opposition and chastised by the religious and political leaders of the day. But Paul made a decision that it's not where I begin or how I start, but my desire is to make sure that I continue to move forward. Although there, there are hardships that we experience, I intend to finish this race. I intend to be a finisher. I know that there is a crown that awaits me. I know that I will receive my award one day, and I'm holding on to that, the great hope that it is not going to end just here. But whenever I take my breath, my last breath, my next breath will be in the presence of God, and God Almighty, the Father in heaven, will be waiting for me. We all can identify with Paul. 
and Timothy in the early church and have those connecting points to say we too have hardships. There are moments that we experience great loneliness. And I think of the individuals that are gathered on the campus tonight, just a few feet from here, individuals that have experienced great loss, that are now trying to figure out how to manage through life. And there are people that are saying, hey, we can continue on. We will will walk with you. Even though you have lost that person, we're here to love you. People that are now putting their lives back together, broken apart by bad choices, decisions, and once bound by drugs and alcohol just a few feet away from us that have experienced great hardship, but they have heard about the gospel message of Jesus Christ and forgiveness and know that there is a great hope, that there is a beginning for them, that there is a journey for them, but there will be a crown that is waiting for them, and they're here being restored for the gospel of Jesus Christ, our brother and sister in Christ. There are young people that are just feet away from us that are understanding, realizing for the very first time what it means to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ with all of their passion and all of their energy and all of their loud music and saying, man, I know what it is to be a follower of Christ. I haven't matured yet, but I'm all in. And that's our brother and sister in Christ. That's our sons and our daughters and our grandkids that will come behind us and say, yes, we'll continue to move forward even though we experience hardships. We have to make a decision when we're faced with those hardships to be a finisher. Say, I choose to be a finisher. I know I I made that decision that I, I began the race I've never in my life, up to this point, maybe you have, I've never watched a sporting event where the tip-off happened or the starting pistol was fired and a person jumped up from the starting line and declared themselves the winner. There's a process, there's a race that needs to be won, there's a game that has to be played, and that's where we're at as followers of Christ. To say, man, I know that there was a beginning in my life I look back 10 years, 15 years, 20 years ago, and there was, a, there was a beginning for me, and now I'm a seasoned believer. I, I love what Peter Scacera says in his book, that as followers of Christ, we should be on a mission that five years in, 10 years in, 15 years in, that we should look like a 10-year, a 15-year, a 20-year seasoned follower of Christ and not someone that has simply repeated year one 15 times and 20 times and 30 times. And that seasoning takes place when we endure those hardships. And Paul is instructing Timothy, make sure that you stay in the game, that you keep your head in the game, and that you endure the hardships. I believe that it begins with having a plan. I believe that the first point for us tonight, when we say, how do we endure hardships? How do we kind of make our way through life, knowing that things will get sideways on us, knowing that there will be those moments that are that were set back? I believe that it's important that we have a plan. How do we manage the hardships? Paul states to Timothy, keep your head in all situations. Be mindful 
He's saying, be alert. Be aware of your surroundings, Timothy. Don't lose the focus of what the mission is here. Yes, you'll face hardships and you'll be challenged by the leaders of that day. But man, make sure that you keep your head in all situations. That requires us to have a plan. And, and whenever I think of plans, there's, there, there's nothing really to it. It's not complicated. God's word gives us that direction. It says, man, the plan for your life, I've given to you in my word. I've, I've, told, you, I've, I've told you what you need to do every day. And I believe that we can all start and make sure that we're, we're, we're in God's word. How many of you know that we're fed and that we're nourished when we get into God's word and we begin to walk our way? Every year we kick a new year off asking everyone to, to seek some type of reading plan. We provide those at the desk for you. We tell you to download certain apps and say, man, make sure that you're strong because listen, there are days that are coming that are going to be challenging. And if you're going to make it through, make sure that you, that, you have written, that you have taken the time to read God's word and that you're ready to go in and do battle. The, the second thing that I think that we can add to our plan is making sure that we simply take time to pray every day and having that moment to be able to communicate with our, our heavenly father. I have the, the privilege of being the father of three wonderful children. And throughout the week, and especially with Chloe, every day we were able to communicate and tell each other what's going on. Our, our Father in Heaven desires that same relationship with us to hear from us what are, what's our desires, what are our passions, what are we looking to do, what are we longing to do, what are those things that we just are excited about. Our Father in Heaven wants to hear from us. And the, the third thing, I think that we can maintain relationships with other believers and saying, what is our plan, man? We read God's word, we're in prayer, and then we come together and we do life with one another. I can tell you that it's a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing to see after the service on Sunday morning and, and Sunday night and Wednesday night, different groups of people, segments of people that are gathered over here, that segments of people that are gathered over there after the church service to see people in the lobby and, and, and sharing with one another what's going on in life and pre-service and all of that's transpiring and taking place. How many of you know that that's, that's biblical? It's, it's God's word. God's word tells us, instructs us. This isn't what Tim Blackburn has come up with. What I can tell you what is what the Bible says, and it says in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but what? Encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching, saying, hey, come together, do life, do community. And it's a beautiful thing that you guys here at the, on the campus of Victory Church and throughout the community that you're coming together and you're doing life with one another, whether it be in a Victory Life class or group or, or small group and all of the wonderful reports where you come together and say, man, here's our plan. We know that hardships are coming, but man, we are stronger when we are daily 
daily seeking God's word and nourishment, daily when we're finding our place, our, our prayer room, and we're calling on the name of God and saying, Lord, walk with me today, be with me today. Lord, give those brothers and sisters, man, let them speak into my life. Let them do life with me. Very simple, very simple plan. I think number two, when we say all in, that's important. That's a decision. And Paul is, is demonstrating that for us and saying, man, I am all in. I can tell you, Timothy, I am all in. Timothy, you need to be all in as well. And, and for everyone that's represented in this room tonight, that's the, same, that's the same charge, the same challenge that we should embrace as well. And saying we're not, just, we're not just kind of dabbling with this, but we're all in to the point to where we've completely lost control. And it's the Father's hand that we rest in. Paul tells Timothy, I have fought the good, good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. Paul is saying, I have given God my very best. I've never given God my leftovers. Paul was fully committed to building the kingdom and the ministry, pouring into the lives of of people and great leaders establishing churches on his journeys. How was Paul able to do that? How was Paul able to be all in? Something that we can do as well tonight. Paul was able to lift his eyes off the hardships and stay, stay committed to the mission, the objective at hand, and not allowing us to be covered up and saturated with the negativity and the lies that the enemy would allow, uh, want us to believe. But Paul said, I'm looking beyond those difficulties. I'm looking beyond those challenges because I know that there's a day coming, Timothy. There's a day that is coming that I'll be awarded with my crown of righteousness. Tonight, in our house, in this room, if you look to your left, if you look to your right, if you looked in front of you, behind you, there's someone, there's someone that I can tell you that is facing one of the greatest challenges that they've ever experienced in their life. You may not have any idea what's going on in a person's life, what's transpired or taking place in a person's home, but we absolutely can be an encourager to them and we can walk with them and say that if you're all in, I'm all in as well. I don't know what the circumstances are, and I don't need to know the details, but I can tell you that there's a God in heaven that loves us, that restores us, that heals us, and he's walking with us every day. Amen? The good fight. We have the opportunity to fight the same fight that Paul is speaking of in this passage of Scripture live our lives in a manner that draws others to the cross where sins can be forgiven, allowing individuals to be reconciled to the Father. Paul outlasted his adversaries by living a surrendered life. He clung to it against all odds, and he prevailed. Hardships you will have, however, the power of the Holy Spirit will allow you to outlast the attacks of the enemy so hold on. Hold on tonight and don't quit. Don't quit 
It's so easy for us to begin something in life, but, but stand firm and know that there's a God in heaven that is walking with you. Just as he was walking with Paul and walking with the other disciples and walking with that early church, that same God is walking with you tonight. We can be all in and, and refuse to be the flash in the pan follower of Jesus Christ, but say, I'm here to run the marathon Many years ago in 1968, there was an, uh, an Olympic marathon runner from Tanzania. John Stephen Akwari was that runner. And he finished dead last in the marathon. He ran most of the 26 miles with a bloodied, bandaged leg, determined to finish the race. All of the other runners had already entered into the stadium, finished their last laugh. It was last lap, and it was late into the night. Most of the, most of the stadium had already emptied out. And here's John still running the streets of Mexico City, and he begins to enter into the parking lot, now entering into the tunnel at the stadium. And there are several thousands of people still left, and they begin to clap. And they begin to clap some more. And they begin to clap some more. To where it begins to sound, sound like rain. Matter of fact, uh, if you can help me tonight in the, the back, back two, three rows, if you'll just begin to clap for me. Just begin to clap. Just begin, continue to clap. And now let's move down to the middle section of the back section. You begin to clap. You begin to clap. And, and now let's move to the front section in the back. You begin to clap a little, little louder and keep coming. Now the middle and now all the way to the front. Everyone is clapping. And that is exactly what John is hearing as he enters into the stadium on that night. And he crosses the finish line over an hour after the leader crossed the finish line. And the reporter stands in front of him and says, John, why not just give up? Why not just quit? The race, the race finished a long, long time ago. And he had this puzzled look on his face. And he says, my country did not send me 5,000 miles to start a race, but my country sent me 5,000 miles to finish a race. That is something that we can look to and that we can hold on to. And say that God didn't call us just to start the race. That there is a beginning. There is a new day for everyone. But he says continue as you come together and you begin to cheer one another on. And you begin to do life with one another. And begin to lift each other up and to say, man, I am, I am running my race. No one else can run my race. I'm the only one that can run Tim Blackburn's race. But I can tell you, Tim, that there are brothers and sisters in Christ that will be walking with you. That will be cheering you along the way. And I can tell you tonight, if you're discouraged and you have hardship, a hardship in your life that there's a room full of people here tonight that's clapping, that's applauding and praying for you and lifting you up and saying, continue to run that race because there will come a day that you finish the race and you'll hear the words, enter in thy good and faithful servant. 
It's worth staying in the race. It's worth being committed to following Jesus Christ. It's worth saying, man, although I'm tired and I'm weary and I have the desire, I've even said that I want to quit, that we don't quit, but we continue to run the race. Finally, surrender everything. Paul tells Timothy, and I love this passage of the scripture. He says, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering, making reference, knowing that he will not be released, that death is right around the corner. He says that I will be poured out. I'm already being poured out. Knowing that in the Old Testament, that when sacrifices were made, when offerings were given, that the, the wine or the strong drink would be poured at the base of the altar. And Paul is, is, is using this analogy and saying that, yes, I am poured out and given to God. Paul is saying, I have done the work of my day and my generation, but Timothy, it is, it is your turn. It's your turn to do the work of your day and of your generation. And I can tell you that there are seasoned believers in this room that you are still pouring out, that there is still work to be done, that you are pouring yourself out. But let me tell you that there is a generation behind you that needs to hear from the great leaders in this room to say, as I'm pouring out and as I'm ministering to my generation, you need to do the same thing and run your race and, and allow yourself to be surrendered completely and totally to God and to be poured out and to let there be nothing left to leave it out on the field and say that I will follow God with all that's within me. And that's what Paul is telling Timothy, and that's what the Word of God is telling us tonight, to say that we will continue to move forward and look and say that there's something still left, even if there's a drop in the bottom of the cup. Turn that cup upside down and say, God, if there's anything, any ministry, if there's anything that I can still do to move the gospel and allow this place to be a, a place of restoration and to allow this place to be a place of encouragement for those that are worshiping you, God, let me be a part of that. Let me pour myself out and, and run this race. I give you everything, all my life, my relationships, my schedule. I surrender everything. King David was ready to face death too. And as we close tonight, King David wrote in Psalm 23, he said that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear what? No evil for you are with me, for God is with me. And tonight, though we may face persecution, though we may face hardship, we can continue to move forward and run that race and say that King David, yes, even though we walk through those dark seasons of life, we know that our God in heaven is with us, that we're not alone, that we can choose to stay with the plan, that we can remain committed and be all in and daily surrender our lives to God. Amen. Will you stand with me tonight? Father, thank you for 
allowing us to come together on a Wednesday night. Lord, we have heard from you. God, an opportunity to say that maybe we've taken a a time out, a season where we are resting. But God, there are some in the room that still have ministry left deep within them. I pray, God, that they will be challenged by your word, that they still have days, they still have months, they still have years to do ministry, to do kingdom work. I pray, God, that you would begin to stir within their spirit, within their soul. God, to say that I'm all in, I'm I'm recommitting, I'm back in. Lord, there may be someone in the house tonight that has not even started the race. They're not even sure why they're in the house tonight at all, other than they're coming here looking for an answer, looking for the solution. Lord, we know what it is. It's Jesus Christ, your son, that has liberated us from the grips of sin. I pray, God, that they will hear the sound of that pistol firing, God. They will take off and begin to run with great passion, great energy. Lord, that they will know that, man, there's a plan for my life. God, that you have others that are here to do life with them. It's as simple as praying a sinner's prayer. And if that's you in the house tonight, all you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Make me new. Make me a new creature in your sight. Restore my soul. It's as simple as that. I pray, Father, now for every person that's in this room, God, that as we continue to journey forward, God, that we will have the desire to be a finisher, not just someone that started a great race, but Lord, let us move beyond any difficulties or challenges or hardships. Lord, let us have great passion and a desire to be finishers, to know that there will come a day, Lord, not only that we finish the race, but your word tells us that there is a crown of righteousness just just not for Paul, Lord, not for just Timothy, but for every Christ follower. That's our reward. God, let us finish strong. Minister to us tonight. If God's speaking to you tonight in the house, we have our altar team that is here. The altars are open. We're going to, we're going to take probably about five minutes, and Pastor Dave is going to lead us through some worship So you're more than welcome to sit down or find your way here in the altar. And then we'll have the benediction. And please, please don't leave until we give the benediction. And and know that there are decisions that are being made. And be in prayer and and be in, in encouragement to those that are in the house. Say, we support you. We believe in you. Pastor Dave, go ahead and lead us tonight.